Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. For me, the first question is what's the, the why? You know, like, I think it's a really interesting question because in some ways, a lot of the lines are are kind of self-defined, right? Like, of course, there are, I mean, you know, external things that you're faced with, um, but to, to, to what extent do you accept them versus disregard them or kind of plow through them? We actually have a lot in common. I was also a marketing major. I graduated with my first degree in NYU Stern, but then ended up in the creative space. You know, I was working in the creative industry and branding, which also I had to kind of fight for quite a bit because um, I, I went to school for marketing and, and my family really wanted me to do business and I really wanted to go to art school. So kind of like had to carve out that path in New York internships at various agencies and things like that and I think um, you know working in the branding world took some time for me to get there and then I met um, Cheyenneer and they were um, trying to get into beauty and uh, decided to try hair care because that felt like oh okay that feels less crowded than skincare and, and makeup and um, we all three came at it from very like outsider perspectives. We weren't in the industry. We didn't know a lot about the industry. And um, I think in terms of stepping out of line, there were very specific ways that things were done. Um, and, you know, it was very celebrity stylist driven. It was all very serious and, um, you know, kind of like exclusive. Um, just the standards, like, in the industry and in the hair space. And so we were like, you know, why, essentially? You know, they, it felt like there was room for a brand that was kind of fun and inclusive and built around community and kind of, like, more of that emotional and playful nature that um, really wasn't there at the time. The fine arts background that you have what draws us to the product the way that it looks on the outside it's it's beautiful and it's fun there's no reason why the outside of you know the display part of the product can't be as fun as the product that's on the inside and I think people don't realize that I think it's sort of this like kind of questioning or challenging mentality of like why you know why why like this and not like that we kind of developed that beyond the like just like the look and feel of the brand into kind of the values we have as a company, the way we, um, I think, interact with people. It's very um, like positive and inclusive. And, you know, we try to really like build a community. We think of ourselves as a collective within the company of like creatives and, you know, product enthusiasts and like 
chemists and all kinds of people that are like working together um, to ultimately create the best and most positive type of experience that we can for for people out there. Also with the pandemic, I think it's a big out of line for everyone, right? Like forcing everyone to kind of step out of the usual and um, that's definitely been the case for us, like on a personal level, just like we, we left New York, I have three kids, kind of the week that it happened and haven't really been back since, went to stay with family in Pennsylvania and then spent like almost a year in Israel and now we're in Costa Rica. So just like kind of, I think like a huge shift in terms of like, where do you live and to what extent is it? permanent versus kind of where you are now things that we put value on before like the house and the furniture and this it really it really doesn't matter because you know anything could happen anytime and everything could be taken away did you look for partners that were complimenting you or who had the same skills as you when you look back it, it's like there's definitely a thread but I think at the time it's not as intentional you know, it's not like I weighed both options. But in our case, we all have like, really different skill sets, I think has been a great formula for us, because um, I think there's a lot of trust between us for each of us to do what we do well. And also, I think it's important that it's, I mean, you may not always know this, but definitely important to look for it, like, maybe people that share similar values to you. Um, beyond the sort of work, obviously, the goal is to work with good people and put being human above uh, the work. So I think there are things that we all gravitate towards naturally, right? Like, it's just something that um, it makes you happy, it gets you excited. And I think for me, the, the visual aspect of it, like when I looked at magazines or I used to love looking at magazines and different art books and I don't know, it got me really excited. I remember I just came to New York. I was 18 and came for school and I was always drawing as a kid. It was the sensible thing to go into kind of more of a business or marketing. It wasn't going to leave me as a starving artist. You know, I think families shape those decisions a lot at the beginning. And I just remember looking at things like Colors Magazine, which was a project that Benetton did. On the one hand, is this Italian brand, kind of like the Italian Gap. But then they had this amazing publication called Colors Magazine, and it was headed by Tibor Kalman, um, who was an amazing art director. And they talked about all these things ahead of their time, race and, and war and famine and things like that, but did it in this very visual way. And I think that was like, I don't know, somehow it clicked for me in that, you know, the creative is not just the creative. It connects to these ideas that you can express um, through the creative, you know, and it makes them more engaging and interesting and kind of like, ultimately more effective for people. And I think that's kind of when, for me, the connection between the creative things that I like to do and, and kind of the marketing and the, you know, business side of things kind of clicked. I just like storytelling. I think it's like a language. What does it take to be a successful 
entrepreneur, and what are the key elements to being an entrepreneur? I think it takes a lot of work. You know, I think probably no matter what you do, I would say that's that's the number one because you know when you look back, it's like okay, this worked and this worked, but that's just like points within a whole lot of things that didn't work, or you know, you had to like get to that point where something clicked and so you know starting from working this project being like a side gig to working from home on my own to then having a team to like you know working scaling and then going into the pandemic and work from home so I mean I think it it takes a lot of work um, so that's why I think it's good to work with people you like and also have something that you're really interested and passionate about. One ingredient maybe is a little bit of audacity, right? To say that I think I can do it better or there's, I, I believe that my vision that there's something missing or some white space is true and, and I'm going to be the one to fill it. You know, it takes some, some kind of um, chutzpah. I think that's a common characteristic in anybody who's an entrepreneur is you have greatness that comes from somewhere and I don't I don't think it's so much chutzpah I think it is but it's more like you really want to share it with the world because here you see it your way and you see it like to be amazing for a brand to be successful it needs to have a really clear the ethos and the ideas behind it need to be pulled through from start to finish at every touch point right so like it's kind of like authenticity in a person you know like you can feel when someone is being authentic or true to themselves or if they're trying to impress you or put on a show or or trying to posture and that's kind of I think it's the same way with brands in that you know at some point you decide who you are and that needs to really be present and and come through in everything that you do I think that's ultimately the goal part of it is consistency but I think it's sort of like each brand needs like those types of questions is this true or or right for me you know what I mean like or as an individual the visual world you know is a part of that right it's an expression of that but it really depends on like who you are and who you want to be and who your customer is and like what's happening in the industry. So you could stand out. Right. And it's like, how, how does the brand address all that, you know, factor all that in and then come up with something that's really like succinct and, and clear for people. Did you learn this in marketing at Stern or in your work experience? I, th- I think it's more, about life you know and work I think it's on the go of course there's some I also did like different coursework at like SBA and Parsons and and um um in Switzerland um to really like round out I think that's also something interesting and probably a lot easier to do these days in terms of like okay there's like a program that you're working within in terms of education but you can then define it and craft it like more custom to yourself, you know, mm-hmm. um, by, by other courses or, 
again, like now there's so much out there. It's a combination of both, right? And it's incremental, right? So you learn one thing at school and then you're like, hmm, how can I apply that a little bit to, let's say this agency or this work or this project that I'm doing? And then you test it out and you start to understand it for yourself, right? Like what does, because at, at early on, it's just words probably, right? Like, what, what is an audience? What does it mean to know your audience? Like, why is that important? And how do you then translate that into communication, uh, programming, content, you know, the look and feel of the brand, um, all those things. It's kind of like a baby, but you make it <laughs> from scratch. Eva NYC, it's, it's another brand that we have and it's, um, you know, it's more, um, it's more for the like mastige market. So it's more in your targets and Ulta, whereas Amika is like professional and um, it's really focused on sustainability. So in addition to the products, um, they're, they're packaged in aluminum and, you know, we made like this big shift in the last two years. I think it's about finding the mix and also building your routine from start to finish, like really starts with shampoo and conditioner like does it have sulfates you know um is it like what what's in that and what's it intended for and then also like leave-in you know is a big thing we have you know the wizard primer and the 10 in 1 main magic primer we have like different curl creams what's coming through is that you guys are really good friends and I think that's an amazing relationship for me as a mom inspirational